The film crickets are intended for mature audiences. Any guests on the film crickets do not necessarily share the same opinions as the film crickets. It's time for the Film Crickets with Jay Fortier, Chris Martineau, and Melanie Howerton. On this week's episode, the Film Crickets are joined by their good friend Phil Marlowe, and they review the 2002 American science fiction action film, Minority Report. You don't choose the things you believe in. They choose you. Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out. Your Film Crickets are on now. All right. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Film Crickets. It's a podcast where we talk about movies from 1980 to 1999 and decide beyond the shadow of a doubt whether these movies stand the test of time. I am your co-host, Jay Fortier. I'm along with my good friend and co-host, Chris Martineau. Yellow, what's happening? Hey, hey, man. Hey, hey. And we are along with our good friend and co-host, Melanie Howerton. Hey. hey. Welcome, Phil. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. And so, aside from all of the uh, technical issues that we had prior to going on, I chose a film that was outside the parameters of 1980 to 1999. So, I'm a it's real right. screw up today. No, 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 it's fine. No, no, we, we, we do it all the time. Nope. We've yep. dipped our toe into like both uh, sides of the spectrum. We like, like, we've gone into. Yeah. Uh, the 70s and um uh we've gone into uh, i think we well i i don't know if we've actually done maybe did 2000 on the dot i don't know maybe yeah, yeah you did i, I, I don't know that but uh yeah but either way we could look at it this way this movie is over 20 years old so that works you know what i mean like True. so yeah. it's not like it's no but it's not like avengers Endgame. does it hold <laughs> up yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know the, size, the the special effects are kind of dated at this point. Yeah, <laughs> all that CGI, you know. Um, cool. So, 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 Phil, you yes. you chose Minority Report. I did. Oh, wait, we'd introduce Phil Marlowe. Uh, Jason, well, keep going. Well, introduce hey, Phil. Uh, welcome, well, Phil Marlowe, everybody. Gotta feel like I've already jumped in. So, Phil, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so, uh, yay! All right. It's either applause or a crackling fire, folks. Yeah. Uh, in which case, we gotta get the hell out of here. Or a shit uh, rainstorm. It's just, just yeah, pummel, right. You know, like pummeling down on the on the window. It was the sound of me burning my road podcaster. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Technology is our friend, or yeah. maybe Minority Report tells us different. Yeah. Uh, Phil, just before we get too much further, where can we find you on the on the uh, on the old internets or airwaves, please? Uh, well, these days I am hosting a, a new television show, actually. Uh, yeah, I always used to say 40 years on radio, I had a face for radio, but all of a mm. sudden I'm, uh, I'm hosting a television show called Discover Rhode Island, which is on Channel 6, and I'm actually not using my old nom de plume uh, of Phil Marlowe anymore. I oh, all right. Well, Phil Marlowe was my, you know, made-up radio name, because okay. Lo Piccolo is a mouthful. That's my real last name. So, oh. way back when... My mother came up with 
the name Phil Marlowe, and of course it had the the uh, allusion to Philip Marlowe, the detective, and Raymond Chandler. Mm -hmm. She took the Mar from Lamarco, which was her maiden name, and the Lo from Lo Piccolo, and Phil Marlowe was born. So, so that's what oh, I'm doing. So, that's cool. So I, I did not I've, know that. I've shed the the radio name. All right, fantastic. But it's Lo fun that we use it tonight. This will be the last right. time. <laughs> this is the end. We're, this is the end, my friend. Gonna put a stake in them. Of Marlo, my friend. Um, so, so uh, we're glad that you. What, what movie did we have last time? You've been on before. Yeah, what we did. Uh, we did uh, the Untouchables the last time. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, all right. Man, that was that was a weird that was a weird little stroll down memory lane. Yeah, because I remember liking that movie, and then we watched it. Like, wow, this is hysterically boring. Well, um, or, there were there were good. parts of it that were good and there were I mean there was the music was the part that really threw me for a loop it was so yeah. hacky and goofy yeah um, in parts yeah I, I don't know why they chose to use that like weird disco whatever mm -hmm. it was right but yeah that was odd all right so so you you came in with two thousand with a two thousand and two movie Minority Report this is uh, this is from the Steven Spielberg DreamWorks days yes uh, which is now defunct so which is interesting because when you own your own production company I think you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want not that not that anybody is going to tell Steven Spielberg what to do no. but um, and this is kind of an interesting little little jaunt in there um, for the record everybody uh, DreamWorks I think ends with BFG anyone see BFG the big friendly giant my mom has, and she's been forcing me, she's been, like, it's, not forcing me, but she's been telling me to watch it, like, forever, and I still have not seen it. It is the most boring. It's really? Phil, anybody? BFG? Anybody? No. Well. Oh, go ahead. Well, isn't it what the the names of the guys that were part of it? Wasn't it Geffen and... <laughs> no, that's SKG. <laughs> oh, SKG. Um, <laughs> SKG. Okay. BFG is, a, it's a, like, a Roald Dahl uh, book. Right. They made into a movie. I always want to say big fucking giant, but it's big yeah. friendly giant, um, and it's in absolutely indecipherable as a movie, and just feels every moment of its runtime. So let's get let's let's do the thing here. Um, I want to do our history with this movie real quick. Um, uh, so Phil, you, you you requested this this you came in. Let's do Minority Report. I'm into it. Um, what's your history with this film? It's like, is it in high rotation? Did you see it when it came out? Do you have it on DVD? Like, what's your deal? Um, I did see it when it came out. Um, I do not own it. I've okay. probably seen it through six, seven, eight times, something like that. Um, okay. It's one of those movies that if I'm scanning and it, and it happens to be on, um, I'll usually sit there. I don't know why. Okay. It's, it's not really a high rotation movie for me it's not one of those okay. films that i would normally just kind of throw out there if somebody said what's your favorite movie it, 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 minority report would not be one of the first things blurted out of my mouth sure but i've always kind of liked it okay so i thought maybe go back and have a look at it i hadn't seen it uh, until i watched it today i hadn't seen it oh. in several years okay. so it Super. was kind of a revelation because i don't remember if all of those times that I alluded to having seen it, if I mm -hmm. saw it absolutely from point A to point B, uh, super. So okay, today I did. And and and, and what I like about uh, the show, I'll just go next quick, quick because I don't have much history with it. Uh, that's why I like doing the show is that 
it's always been on my radar and I'm a big Spielberg fan, obviously, uh, as most people are. And he, all of his work, even BFG, um, which is terrible, but it has its moments of like obvious Spielbergian shine. You know what I mean? You can tell a Spielberg movie by the way the camera moves half the time. And it's like, it's just interesting to watch whether or not you're digging, if you're picking up what he's throwing down. So it was something that I always wanted to see. Um, having uh, friends that read a lot of Philip K. Dick and were big on his work, uh, I'm like, well, it must be something heavy. And it is, no doubt, a heavy film. Uh, but I never saw it. And um, I, I rented it the other day. I saw two hours and 25 minutes. My stomach turned a little bit. Because, <laughs> wow. that's Again, I don't know what happened to me. I used to like long movies. And now when I see 90 minutes on anything, it's just like, all right, it's short. Um, 225 is a lot. Um, but, you know, it depends on if it's a good movie. It doesn't feel like 202 hours and 25 minutes. Uh, but anyway, so no, this was not uh, one of my grandmother's pirated uh, collections. This is not. Um, I hadn't seen it, and uh, I'm glad I got to watch it. Uh, my opinion of it is forthcoming, but I am glad I got to watch it. So uh, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Melanie, hit it. Again, what's your history okay, with the so, film? I uh, never owned it. I saw it uh, once a lot of years ago. I don't remember when. I know I wouldn't have gone to the movies to see it. Um, I barely remembered it. When he said Minority Report, I was like, okay, what is that one again? Um, so I just kind of looked up what it was about. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. And the whole beginning when I was watching it, I, ha I had to watch it twice. Mm -hmm. the, like, not all the way through it, God. But um, the beginning of it... <laughs> I'm like, I'm I think she just tipped her hand. I think she just tipped her hand. But go ahead. I, well, I was trying to watch it with my husband, and like, literally, like every freaking five seconds, we were like, "What the hell is going on?" I don't know. Mm -hmm. Rewind it. Just rewind it. We missed this part. Okay. What the hell is going? What are they talking about? I don't know. Rewind it again. <laughs> like it was like we just had to literally just keep fat, like rewinding it because we just kept like losing interest. Like you're watching it and you're like thinking about what am I going to do tomorrow or <laughs> blah blah blah. blah. Like, wow. <laughs> it's like and, like I just kept I don't know like both of us kept like losing like we're just thinking about other things or losing. I don't know what's going on. I'm not paying attention. Rewind it again. So finally, I'm like, you know, maybe she wouldn't watch this tonight. Let's just watch it again tomorrow night. And then so when I was about to watch it the next night, and my husband's like, I'm not watching that. And then, because I'm like, who the frick are these people in this big bathtub? And what the hell is going on? And where do they come from? And like, it's like, so, you know, I'm like, let's just watch this tomorrow. And uh, so I watched it again. And then I was like, oh, my God. And I was texting them. I'm like, this, this is boring as shit, but I'm going to give it another try. And then I, it got better. It got better, and then I remembered a lot of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Okay. So it did get better. 100% got better, and it, and it became more interesting, but it, it took a while. For okay. To, so no history. Saw so in the theater a while ago, 20 <laughs> no, years ago. No, I would never have gone to the theater. Oh, oh sorry. You saw it. Sorry. You saw it yes. 20 years ago, and yes. then we forced you to revisit it, and you made your way through yes. a kind of piecemeal twist. All right, yes. good. Uh, Jason, what do you got? She got What's hit deal? with the sick stick. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> and the flying monkeys came down and hit it with a six stick. Um, Jason, what do you got? I saw it back in the day, um, probably on uh, uh, DVD when it came out, um, and uh, probably not since. I really liked it then, and um, so it was, it was, it was. In I was excited to watch it, and it was, it was fun. I, I liked it, um, and we'll we'll get deeper into it. But yeah, that's pretty much. It. I saw it twice. Uh, okay. Once then, once now. Super. All right. I, mine, one time. This is it. Oh, uh, wow. Yesterday was it. So I never saw it when it came out. Um, 
2002, a lot of movies came out in 2002, so I don't know that I, I actually got there. So, All right, well, let's get into the uh, IMDb breakdown. Then we're gonna, I'm going to start with an opening question. Um, so here we go. Minority Report. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. There it is. Um, this is a movie. came out in 2002. It is, as reported, two th- hours and 25 minutes long. <laughs> it's rated PG-13. Um, in a future where a special police unit is able to arrest murderers... Before they commit their crimes, an officer from that unit is himself accused of a future murder. Uh, Directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Scott Frank, John Cohen, and based on a novel or short story by Philip K. Dick, starring Tom Cruise. It pained me to rent this movie because I vowed not to give Tom Cruise any more of my money. Um, I thought of you, and then I know I really, I tried to find it. I thought about that. Oh, I just, I don't, I don't, it's the Scientology thing, I can't, oh, I yeah. can't deal with it. Can't blame you. Anyway, yeah. um, Colin Farrell plays Danny Whitwer, Samantha Morton as Agatha, Max von Sydow, love Max von Sydow, um, as director Lamar Burgess, and the only one another of note is Neil McDonough, uh, who plays Fletcher, one of the pre-cops, or the pre-crime officers, and he's been in a thousand things, handsome guy, blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, he's jacked in this movie, he's not usually quite this, quite this jacked. Um, but it was good to see him. He's he's very uh, very convincing. All right, so let, let's start uh, not with the heavy stuff. Let's start with with just an opening question, guys. Do you think that in the future everything is so goddamn bright? Why is all the light so goddamn bright? It's a choice by by Spielberg to make every window like they're blasting one million watt bulbs into it like the sun is yeah. somehow closer to the earth did anyone find that distracting yeah the, as much as me it, it was funny because um he had that that grayish bluish tint in a lot of mm-hmm. the shots and he yep, then he would except blow, for the flashback yeah, then he would blow out all the whites in certain scenes mm-hmm. and then at the end there was that shot of of he and his wife and it was perfectly balanced. I don't know if you saw that, but I, I yeah. watched and I, I said, okay, yeah, you're right. why he chose to go the whole mm-hmm. movie with this yep. sort of unusual color palette. And then right at the mm-hmm. end, it was like, okay, everything's back to normal. Yeah, and, and, the, and the cabin as well at the right. end when we see the, when we see the, the, the three, uh, the bathtub people. Right. Um, at the end, <laughs> it's clear. But I swear to God, at one point, did you notice like at some point it was so bright the camera was looking at Tom Cruise. The the light was behind it. It actually got in the way of his face. Like you couldn't see him through the brightness at one point. Why are we doing this? And I just, I I'm not think- saying it's bad. It's a choice. It's unpleasant yeah. to watch. And that's a choice because then he, he lets us off the hook when he makes it clear. I'm just wondering why you think they did that. I, I mean, I know there's bigger ideas in the movie, but modern. what the fuck is happening? What? Go ahead, Melanie. They're trying to make it look super modern, super cold, and then, of course, you're going to get to the warm ending when it's like they're warm, and you get plants in the background, and you've got them just, you know, being all like in this cozy little house. It just, it just, I think they're trying to make it look cold and and super bright and modern, and okay. and, and and not like, and you know, kind of shut down in a way as far as emotional until you get to the end, and it's more like emotional and warm feeling and i don't know more like more human i don't okay. know i don't know i can't i wonder it. if it was a, a a a decision on his part because this was another philip k dick story like blade runner mm-hmm. um yeah you know that he just did he do blade runner he did blade runner didn't he? No. no who did blade runner 
Tony Scott. Okay. For whatever reason, I'm thinking, but maybe it's because uh, Harrison Ford's in it, so I'm thinking Spielberg. But it had, sure. it had, a, it yeah. definitely had a contrasting look to that sort of a Philip K. Dick, which was sort okay. of black and rainy and blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was bright and cold, as you said. Sure. Yeah. So so so, so let's get into. I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. Designed to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. It, well, it's uncomfortable, but. Maybe not for the right reason. The sunshine's not supposed to be uncomfortable. No, no, but like what I'm saying is, it's also in the future, right? So maybe the over the overt brightness is like another like like here's not your typical everyday day that you would have in the year 2002 Mm -hmm. uh, back then. You know what I'm saying? Like so maybe just like another way of just giving you. Instead of just making everything modern, like when I say modern, I mean like like crazy futuristic with the cars and whatever. Like mm-hmm. maybe just the Earth also feels different. <laughs> like you know, like or maybe I don't know. Maybe you're just trying to go for that. I don't know. Right. Okay. So so I just thought it was. It's also curious too that sometimes it seemed like even the high end effect shots seemed to be shot through a grainy bar glass. Um, the uh, the the scene where he's caught in the car, and he's like going that that vertical thing, and he's jumping from car to car. I, I, I wanted don't to think... bring up that point because I said I said to myself, "Give me a freaking break." Okay, if they go ever ahead. redid this movie or made a part two, mm-hmm. special effects has got to get a little bit better than that. Okay, but <laughs> special effects were they were good at this point. So he's trying to make it look grainy um, on purpose. Right. I'm not sure why. I think it's because they were so bad. He had to make it look grainy to make it look more real. <laughs> Maybe. Now, maybe that's a choice. It could be a choice. Um, that was a bad part. I think, and any, can anyone agree with me? I'm, I'm not going to, I wasn't annoyed by this movie, but the, the special effects were obviously 21 years old. I think the only thing that really bothered me, even though I opened with, with the light being so bright and the grainy shots, but I just could not get over that when the cops were following, we'll get into the basic plot in a moment. We can't go through all of it because it's more about like what it means you know what? What does what does pre crime? What what is the nature of free will? Kind of what is the nature of predeterminism? Can you avoid the future? Kind of deal. But um, but at, at some point, Tom Cruise is being pursued by the police force that he worked for, and the police force don't go around in cars; they go around in like Slave One type Boba Fett ships uh, that fly around. But then once they go on on land, they have jetpacks, and boy, did they look like the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz and I couldn't get over it and it looked bad. You can't see it, but I, I wrote that down. That's exactly yeah. what I oh thought. Oh my God. It, it, it's terrible. It's laughable. It made you chuckle. They're obviously on wires. They're obviously on wires. You can't see the wires, but they're obviously on wires and there's one point where he's fighting somebody and he's going through somebody's apartment and they're yeah. cooking, but they're right. fighting. And it's like, these people are on wires. <laughs> like, yeah. I get it. Like, how else do you do it? Like, I don't right. want CGI. I don't want more CGI. Right. I'm not yeah. arguing for more CGI, but yeah, they look like flying monkeys. Yeah. And yeah. I just couldn't, like, it was hard to take the moment seriously. Phil, do you agree? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. It, it was funny because I, I don't remember having had that particular view when I watched it, mm-hmm. maybe the last time. Uh, but but yeah. boy, it, it did. It struck me in the face how how much of an illusion it was to the Wizard of Oz. There were a lot of scenes in this that had 
tips of the hat to even some of his other films. I almost thought okay, like well, the scene in the pool when he went when he went under, sort of felt mm-hmm. like Jaws to me. Um, sure, yep. there was a there was another sh- oh the the music in the scene where his eye when his eyes were being taken out. Mm-hmm. That music was straight out of Raiders. Oh, Phil, I'll tell you what. There's and I'm not to, mean to cut in, but I want to add to your point. There's a, the scene where he's he's fighting. Uh, Colin Farrell uh, at the beginning in the factory and the staging of it and the fighting of it and the fact that all these kind of random things happened and the music behind it was straight out of Raiders I mean that was a Raiders of the Lost like like fist fight and all like weird you know how like in Spielberg movies like when they're fighting like weird shit just happens randomly and and Indiana Jones kind of like he's not good he's just lucky and he can kind of deal when a situation goes his way he knows how to deal with it and there's a, there was a lot of it, and that score is straight out of Raiders. Almost whimsical. Yeah. Almost whimsical, which is bizarre. And I said that to my own, it's like, yeah. She said, yeah, it is kind of, it's like whimsical. Like, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy it. It's entertaining, but it, it's straight out of yeah. Raiders. I agree. Anybody else? A good idea with the Jaws. Um, hadn't thought of that. Um, again, another, another situation where... What is it with Steven Spielberg and his home life, man? Every movie's about a broken family. <laughs> oh, I know. I right? swear to God, yes. all of them. I mean, he had yeah. a weird home life, which if I didn't see the Fablemans, but that's what the Fablemans is about. But boy, somebody's divorced or estranged yeah. or what is happening? <laughs> Maybe it's just happy. Maybe I, I guess keep doing it. like just like you unbelievable. Know, like, that's his thing. You know what I mean? Like, How do we know yeah. that his son really died, though? I mean, good that question. Is, that is horrifying when he would under just for just a couple of minutes, and somebody takes his son. That is like every parent's worst nightmare. Mm. But I mean, I know when they were talking to that girl, Agatha's her name, right? Yeah. Yes. She was just kind of going over like things about the kid, but she never really went over that one part because those stupid people had to fly in. So maybe she would have gotten to that one part where, like, they were talking about what actually happened to him. So they automatically, after that, assume that he was dead. You don't know he's dead. Well, yeah. My guess is yes. Well, I mean, regardless, that was um, she was naming uh, Tom Cruise's character and his wife like being present at these events. So like, right? It sounds new, but it sounds to me more of a a future around, or what it's or just like what it could have been, like you know, like like something to make them happy, sort of like happy, sad. Like, I, I don't know. When she was saying that, I was hopeful, thinking yeah. they're gonna find them, and then they just forgot all about that part of it. <laughs> yeah, and you did. You, you, well, so we uh, maybe we should back up. Unless they're talking about the future baby, because she was pregnant at the end. Mm. Mm. Maybe they made a point of him. Make sure talk about it. You know what mm. I mean? Maybe that's. The well, maybe we should baby. back up and like get into the whole like. Okay. <laughs> idea. Come on, okay. This Thanks. No. Only because, like, like anybody who, like, might... Some people listen to our show that haven't seen the movie. <laughs> He's like, some people actually listen to our show. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, the five. Thank you, five. I tried three times. I just couldn't get through it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, if they haven't I don't know, seen I was, the movie... I was doing, like, every other podcast. I was folding my laundry <laughs> and cleaning the dishes. And then when I was done with that, I just shut it off. <laughs> I keep you guys are so me. boring. I just couldn't take it anymore. I left it on so my dog could listen to you, but you know. <laughs> when he's lonely at home, so he doesn't piss on the rug. Um, <laughs> he doesn't feel like he's all alone. 
<laughs> the sultry tones of, of Phil Daryl. easing my dog into bladder control. Um, so what? Sorry. Oh, we went off track. Um, so the movie. So look, it's Philip K. Philip K. Dick. He's a futurist. Um, he did Man in the High Castle. Anybody ever try a Man in the Loved High it. Castle? No. You I loved did. it? I got a little bored I, with I it. I loved the first season. Let me let me put it that way. I thought okay. the first season me too. was fantastic. And then after yep. that, it started getting more and more um, bizarre. Yeah, I, I liked the first season. The second season, I just it just seemed like they were just drawing things out a little bit. Um, so Philip K. Dick, we do a Man in the High Castle. Uh, if what if Nazi Germany won the war and the, the Axis won Great the war? Um, yeah, the good book. I read the book um, because of that, and then of course Blade Runner, which some people love. I don't. Um, I try to. Uh, Jane, I try to. Very dated get it. looking. Very dated. Uh, it's not even that. It's just there's so much. It's obviously a very well done movie. I just want to. I want to sit near a film student and talk about the movie. Like I'm watching it, going, I know I'm missing a thousand things. And I can't put my finger on what they are. Um, so and this I've movie is... I've discovered after watching Blade Runner and Usual Suspects that I'm not a fan of noirs. Oh, I like noir. No, no, I'm saying I, just, I didn't even realize they were noirs until after I watched them and go, I, like, I couldn't put my finger on why I didn't like them. And then I was like, wait, they're both the same in that sense <laughs> of like this both moody, broody... You know, well, like, this this like, movie... This movie is straight up a Columbo episode, right? I mean, there uh, there's a murder mystery set in this weird, not even dystopian, just the future. Can't say it's dystopian. Right. And by the end, we get this big narrative. All right, and here's how I put all the murders together. All right, just a few more questions. Like, it, it literally at the end, when he has, you know, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's a murder mystery. Who did what to who and when? And then they figure out all the clues by the end, and Tom Cruise tells it to him, almost like, you know, get all the murder, like, at the end of Knives Out. Like, everybody's in the same room, I'm going to tell you how I pieced all this together and who did it, and here's how I know why. Um, so, which is really kind of interesting that way. So, anyway, so the idea is, in the future, 2054, Washington, D.C., you guys should feel better because this is future Washington, so I can't be annoying. I live near Washington, D.C. I work in Washington, D.C., and it's like, I can't be annoying about landmarks and streets and stuff like that. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, they're on 13th and 7th in Pennsylvania. Um, there are a couple of actual D.C. landmarks in there. But besides that, it takes place in D.C. They have these three genetically altered people that can see the future. They all have to work together. They're a hive mind. Why? Doesn't matter. Um, and they're floating in a pool. And because of that, they can see, they can see murders that are about to happen. And therefore, they set up a program only in D.C. because murder is so vague, like like everywhere in Washington. Not far different from right now. But murder is everywhere in Washington. So they put it in Washington first so they can make crimes. They can stop crimes before they happen. And that's what they basically use and abuse these three psychics. They treat them like animals or like um, they're not humans. And that's what they, even the person that handles them, there's this weird guy that hangs out in the pool with these three psychics so they always have doped up so they can just read their minds and prevent crime before they happen mm -hmm. which sounds on its face like a fantastic idea sure right am i wrong no. sure no i just I'm, thought they treated them horrible like i mean they're drugged all the I'm time what kind of a wicked deja vu right now water i don't know every why. Been there. second of the day and then i know but 
they're yeah. going through all the emotions when they're 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 almost like they're being the ones that are being killed and things like sure. that. A lot of the emotions that they're feeling, so they're just forced to to live all these murders every single day of their life and just float in water and never have a life and never know what anything is. And they were like, oh, they don't even know that you're there. They don't even know that you exist. He takes right. her out of the water and she's, you know, like a normal person. And that's the kind of life that she had. Like, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, again, the training of the cattle, like, Phil, I think you would agree. Like, it would be a good life to just float around. All yeah. Time. Yeah. I, I, I wonder mean, what your fingers look that? like, though. Oh, my yeah. God. Prince. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Someone should come by and over. say, Alex Kinder, you're starting to yeah. moon. Uh, so I think that guy was creepy with her. Oh yes. yes. Oh my Very god! Like way too lip. creepy. Like mm -hmm. like this. Is, like he thinks that's his girlfriend. Also, yeah. it was like almost like pet like too though. Like oh, you're back. You're back yeah. in your spot. I'm gonna lay you down and yeah. probably, you know you're be drugged again. It's gonna be wonderful. <laughs> but but now. <laughs> but let's not. But not to dig into it, and I'll get some feedback. Like all of this on its face, and I think this is the idea of the movie, which kind of gets you know it gets bogged down in the other stuff. But the idea of the movie is. Man, that sounds great, but then in practice, either it's not actually great, or someone is going to take advantage of the system, mm -hmm. right? And that's the point of the movie. It's like, wouldn't it be great if you could just if you could prevent crime from happening with these psychics that are always right? right. Sounds like a great idea. Or like I just said to Phil, wouldn't it? Doesn't it sound great if you just floated <laughs> in a warm pool all day and somebody took care of you? But then you realize, oh wait, the person that's going to take care of me is probably a weirdo. Um, you're also <laughs> Probably like I if that's your job. The whole pooping thing. <laughs> oh no! Right, yeah. like regular people after she gets yep. up, and they're like, "What's happening in there anyway?" Like, well, it did have yeah. a flush oh, no. mechanism on it, I think. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's Very right. You had some flush system there. <laughs> By the way, stolen from the Matrix is the same flush mechanism in the Matrix. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, but they have full bodysuit clothes on. So Guys, what's happening there? Think about this for a minute. I want you to what? picture yourself like just chilling in your lounge chair, like, you know, in your living room, you're watching TV, you know, enjoying life. And all of a sudden SWAT enters your, like crashes through your windows and just grabs you and go, Hey, you're under the arrest for the future murder of Jim Bob yeah. something or other. Like, who? I don't even know that guy. Whoa. I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're being taken away and having this, like, thing put on your head where you end up, like, you know, in some sort of... Uh, state yeah like some you know dreamlike state and you don't even know uh, where you are anymore or just whatever but what i'm saying is how wacky is that idea you haven't done anything yet <laughs> you mm -hmm. know like and they come and get you and take yeah. you away like it's yep. like so as great as that sounds it doesn't sound very great if you're <laughs> no. the person they come and get so yeah. but, but you know then again if murder is down like you, you get both sides you're like murders down big time well like mm -hmm. you know like over uh, uh I if they said how many how many percent? a lot yeah no there's um, no murders there yeah. have been no murders in dc in six years okay i think eventually that would like even just the thought of what those people were doing i think that would work anyway because people would be so freaking afraid to have any bad thoughts <laughs> like mm. i will not kill my boss i will not kill my boss no <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, you know, nobody would like have any bad thoughts because they'd be so afraid that something would happen to them. I think it would just scare them into not doing anything. <laughs> Was it, but so then that brings up the question. It sounds like, so isn't it what he's asking is, is free will a good thing or a bad thing? Right. 
So because if you have free will, then anyone's going to murder any time. But at what cost is free will? Like you almost you want to agree with pre-crime, but then you realize, well, wait a minute, like you're taking. I mean, there are two examples where where so sorry. So at some Tom Cruise, by the way, is very good at what he does. He's a cop. He runs pre-crime. He's like the the big he's the, the chief of police, if you were, because he's a very good detective. And we have a cool like Iron Man scene where he's like doing previs, like moving files around with a freaking. Was that the first movie magical? that ever utilized that? Cause, I want to yeah, say I, so. I thought that was a nice. Well, I don't want to say it, it, it was a, a visual effect that I can't predate before that film. Yeah. And, and people have used it a lot since. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. It's a lot easier than trying to put them at a computer. Then it turns into right. war games. Um, <laughs> tappity, 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 tappity. Um, mm-hmm. So he he is he's real good at what he does, but he's he lost his son six years ago before all this came out. So I'm sure there's some guilt um, with, you know, if we had had this before, then I could have prevented some crime or pre- known that my son was going to be abducted. Probably had his eyes ripped out. That's what I think. Um, but whatever. Um, and um, so eventually one day he goes to the job and he realizes that the next, these precogs tell people where the crimes are going to be, precognitive people, tell where the murders are going to be. And then the, the police, they don't tell them exactly everything, but then the police have to piece things together. So even though you have psychics that can 100% predict what's going to happen, you still have people interpreting data, which makes it wrong. Like you have to have somebody actually do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's already built in that there is human error in this thing. If humans are involved, forget about being a psychic. If humans are involved, errors can be made. Right? Yeah. Agree, disagree, Agreed. right? Yeah. Or sure. or errors can be made either on accident or errors can be made on purpose if you are trying to get around the system. So no matter how much you try to make things calm, chaos will ensue eventually because someone is going to try to take advantage of the system, to take a perfectly good idea and make it terrible. And I will throw this to you guys. Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all the social media, all of that is a great idea. It's great until the wrong people use it for the wrong reasons. So technology is good if no one used it. That's my <laughs> thesis. Anybody? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm talking right. to you through Zoom. I so, it. I mean, what am I going to say? Uh, we're on a podcast, for Christ's sakes. I mean, anybody can listen. But the fact of the matter is, it's all good ideas until people realize what you can do with it. And so, what are we saying about people? Eventually, it's going to be used for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Di- agree, disagree, where are you at? No, agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and maybe um, that was the larger issue. But it, it, you're, you're right in a lot of ways. It took a long time to get there. Uh, right. That's yeah. where, again, Phil, this is 20 right. years ago. And Phil K. Dick, I don't know that he had this stuff in it. And obviously, he wasn't thinking about social media at the time, but certainly thinking about, well, what about the future? At what, at what point will we give up who we are for ease? For instance, who wouldn't want to walk into McDonald's, have their retinas scanned, and have the food ready for you right there? That was another thing. The okay, blatant go ahead. commercialism, Lexus mm-hmm. got a lot of uh, a lot of yeah. nice yep. plugs in there. Aquafina, uh, Guinness, Gap. Sa- 
I know. I was like, Gap. oh, it's good to know that Gap and Ben and Jerry's are still in the future. Guys, yeah, no. guys how great is the fact? That, that yeah. was one thing that, that did make me laugh. Yeah. But, but right? isn't it... Right? Sorry, Jay, what? 2054. 2054, right? yeah. yeah. It was when the... Yeah, yeah. How great was Inner Circle still getting work? They were the lead, the, the band that sang the theme, the theme song from Cops. Like it was oh, yeah. still the same exact theme oh, song. Yeah. Bad boys, yeah, bad that's boys. right. Yeah. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. it's still Inner Circle. Uh, like, right. and, and that's also saying that crime is so heavy that Cops is never going away. <laughs> like you know, like fifty four yeah. years. From Think now. about the royalty checks. No, yeah. no. Oh my God! For fifty more years, yeah. like, seventy years, seven, uh, eighty. Yeah, yeah, about 50, 55 years. I thought it was funny when they were talking about eyeballs. Like, it's like not a big deal. Oh, yeah. You can exchange them out on the street for a few thousand dollars. No big deal. Good. Like, like, and then his eyeballs oh. roll down the hallway later on. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got something to say about that in a moment. Okay. But yeah. More to the what Philip K. Dick is saying, like, in the future, like, so, yeah, they shoved a lot of commercials down our throat. Lexus, Gap, Ben and & Jerry's. And it's all there. And we're supposed to, as an audience, I don't know, I'm asking you guys, you're supposed to look at it and go, ugh all these commercials in this movie. But aren't they really... Now, granted, they're putting up money for the movie. I mean, they're not going to do it for free. Um, Or they're going to pay money to be in the movie. But also they're saying... The movie is saying, at some point in the future, you're going to be bombarded with advertisements of things that you like. Which was very prevalent in Blade Runner. Every scene out, you know, with the the big Chinese uh, or Asian... Um, billboards and, yeah. and it looked like Times Square mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, right. So every, every futurist thinks that all we care about is buying stuff and I don't know how right. wrong they are. Yeah. And the other part is, again, this is 2002 when now and in, in, if you go on Google, again, I don't care. You get, Google can track the hell out of me. I am boring. I They're going to see that I go to work. <laughs> They're going to say I buy pizza every yeah. Friday. They're going to say I, I, I buy $9 in alcohol from the same store. <laughs> Every Friday, it's just always the same fucking things because I'm too cheap to buy a lot of stuff. And you know what I mean? But it's like, like, I don't care. But the fact of the matter is, like, in 2002, they're saying eventually people are going to know what you buy and they're going to suggest things to you 24 hours a day, which is exactly what's happening now. Yes. Your feed is being told, the algorithms, what you look at, are being told what you should buy. And I know everybody here, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. But I know we've all had the experience where you've been talking to your significant other, and next thing you know, you look on Google, I'm like, I was just talking about this. Again, I don't care. Track me. I don't give a shit. Uh, What do I got to hide? I'm just saying, like, now it's there, which is, mm, right? That's weird. (laughs) It's a little odd. So maybe it's more prescient, right? Maybe that's the, 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 the point of this movie. So anyway, in the future... Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of it. I know you're waiting for this day when you, as people, are tired of your eye color <laughs> and you want to have it switched out no by someone of, say, less than desirable um, um, cleanliness yes. and adherence to any medical <laughs> laws. Um, oh, sandwiches you want to put fridge. him away. That was gross. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it was. And you once so, arrested him and put him away. Yeah. Then, yes. he, then, then now he's going to go work on you. I don't know that mm-hmm. actor's yep. name, but yeah. he is always it's that Peter character. Stormeyer. Yes. Yep. He's, he's in Fargo. Oh my God, he was in Fargo. Yeah, yeah Fargo. Yep. I see, yeah. 
He was in Pretty Eating Great Pancake House. Yeah. Um, the so so I guess, and this is one of the besides the flying monkeys, the biggest problem I have with this movie. And guys, you got, everybody here like sci-fi. Yeah. Everybody likes sci-fi. Yeah. You like sci-fi? Okay. You like horror movies? You like all that stuff? You know, all the things that are fantastic. And we're all willing to suspend the window of disbelief. I'm okay with with precognitive hive mind people floating in a pool, robbing me of my free will, either by um, by design or by accident or by conspiracy. Like, I'm cool with that. And I'm okay with spider. I'm okay with people scanning my retinas so they know exactly where I am, which is why people are getting their eyeballs switched out because it's a way to go under the radar. But listen, right? that whole eyeball and fingerprint thing that they did in this movie was mm-hmm. so futuristic, but they're doing it now. Right. Right. You can, right. that's what they're doing now. Is that this was the first movie to show there that. There was also, and, and I, just a quick diversion, there was also a, a, mm-hmm. a Black Mirror episode. And I don't know if you guys watched Black yeah. Mirror, but I, I didn't, but I heard I about think it. it was the first episode, actually, in the series where they had a very similar thing with the eyes where, where you could, you could, um, authorities could come to you and say, rewind your past by 30 minutes oh my God. and they could look at what you've seen over the last 30 minutes that's oh my so God. similar and 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 sort of a nod to to this film <laughs> in some respect right again if you got nothing to hide exactly. what's the problem mm. i don't know that's just me anyway so look i'm willing to suspend the window of disbelief on all that and i'm willing to even say like okay maybe in the future you have Figure out a way to switch out somebody's eyeballs so that you can actually connect an optic nerve to your brain? Probably not, but whatever. I have a problem with Tom Cruise getting that eyeball job done, basically in a chop shop, by a man with boogers coming out of his nose, and a nurse who just went to the bathroom and did not wash her hands. And she grabbed his ass. And grabbed his butt. And And him going into this surgery... Drinking a uh, drinking biohazard water, which he drank. Yeah. He ate the moldy sandwich, but then spit it out. He drank the moldy milk, spit it out, but then took the ice from the biohazard cooler, put it in a tub so that he could not be heat censored. He's his eyeballs have just been removed. New eyeballs have been put in. He's got bandages over them. He's submerged in this awful place and not immediately going to septic shock. How do you not get an infection? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, No, I'm sorry. Uh Uh-uh. No way. I uh, No. I know I'm being picky and choosy about my shit that I want to suspend the window of disbelief on, but you immediately get an infection. I'm sorry. Forget it. I feel like ropes on his arms. This one goes to the bathroom. This one goes to the refrigerator. Right. And, 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 And in classic, like, and again, I, I know what he's trying to do. He, Spielberg is trying to set up a situation that seems impossible that our hero has to get out of. But in classic, like, Austin Powers form, here, we're going to set you up and then we're all going to leave. Mm. <laughs> like, what? Like, we're not going to watch you. We're, yeah. we're, it's going to, you just sit here with your thoughts tied to this bed with a bandage. Don't scratch your eyes. And we're all just going to leave for a little <laughs> while. Like, yeah. come on. Come on. I don't know. That's just me. Again, cool scene. Was it a cool scene, guys? Well, I mean, just name the person that would like to go and get their eyes like like taken out. Especially, I don't think he got even got put under. Right? Um, did, did, no, well, he, he got did. a shot. No, no, I meant 
uh, mentally put under, like 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 where oh. he could like. No, they drugged he, him. Remember, he's no, getting all like nobody could see them. <laughs> he could see what? them. He could hear them. Oh. Like what yeah. I'm saying is, I don't want a memory of blades or or tools mm-hmm. going towards my eyes to remove them. Like yep. I don't want to remember that. Well, like, literally, my mom got cataract yeah. surgery. Where they are, they are like basically removing, a, like putting a lens in there and all that. They do it completely wide awake. My mother, no, I get it. I would no, have I a heart attack. I would be like, oh, no, right. you're gonna knock me out because I can't do this. I couldn't even nope. have somebody coming at me to my eyeball, like Jennifer Aniston from Friends when they had to put eye drops in her eye. I can't do that. Don't you cannot come at my eyeball. You I'm just, just saying, <laughs> like, to know it's being removed though. Like, I yeah. think that would be so traumatic. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Mm. And you know, he threatened them in the beginning. And pushed him down on a table and threatened him. Okay, how dumb is that when this guy is going to drug you and now put you in the chair? He could do anything to you and get away. You just threatened his life and you're being a jerk to him. Why would he help you? Why does he have to help you? He can drug you or kill you. Or he can like literally drug you, take your eyeballs out, and then leave you there and then leave. (laughs) I have a question now. I have a question, guys. He took... um, He grabbed his... You know, he was able to keep his old ones. His old eyes. And a baggie. can I do baggy? If you're wanted, don't you think they would have taken away his clearance? I thought of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good point. You know, like it's like like he goes and scans his old eye, and they're like, "Welcome, chief." <laughs> I was like, "Wait yeah. a minute, he was fired, or, or like he's on the yeah. run, he's on he's on cops." <laughs> like, he's on cops. Maybe they yeah. probably didn't think he had the guts to go there, probably because he was being watched or something. I'm just saying, like you know, like like. I, I, I would cut it off. Like I'm saying, like cut off the, 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 you know, any privileges. A lot of it reminded me of Total Recall, especially when they gave him that injection and his whole face went saggy. And you guys were talking about like ads and commercials and selling things. I just remember mm-hmm. Total Recall. It was all some, so many ads and everybody selling everything. And like then Colin Farrell, I looked up, he was on Total Recall. Um, <laughs> yeah. Blah. And it's so funny. Like his, known, his name to me is so well known. Like, I know his name so well, I literally don't know who the hell he is. I mean, I, I, I just don't. I, nice. I, I know what he looks like, and I know his name probably more than almost any actor. There is so many actors that I've seen on movies, and they're in every goddamn movie in the world. You're like, oh, there's that guy again. He's in this. He's in 10,000 movies, but it's always that guy you don't remember their name. And this guy, I know his name so well. Can't think of anything he's ever been in. So I looked him up and I'm like, I've never watched any of these things. I've seen Total Recall. Oh, we went out with Britney Spears. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how in the I, hell I know this guy. But I always want to say he's Colin Firth, <laughs> which is a foppish English guy that was in Mamma Mia. And like, I always want to say Colin Firth. Um, that's just me. I always have to stop popular. a moment. I'm like, wait a minute. Colin Farrell, was that the handsome one? Or was that Colin? Or was that the guy from Mamma Mia? Because he's handsome in the movie. And we think he he's a bad guy. Yes. But he's not. He's just doing his job. The the yeah. bad guy is Max von Sydow. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you just gave it away. find out. Sorry. It's okay. Spoilers. Sometimes we give away the end of the movie in the very beginning of the podcast. S- spoilers from 21 <laughs> years ago. Max von Sydow yeah. is actually the bad guy. Um, by the way, I don't... So, so, basically, you know, look, I got a little lost in the plot by the end about the inner workings of future of like predetermination and all that. But basically Tom Cruise is getting framed. Um, it says that he did it, but he, he did it, but it was a setup by Max von Sydow to, so he could get blamed and something, something, something. 
And again, it doesn't, I, I can't get into it right now. We don't need to, if we explain it, we'll be here for an hour. Uh, but it's certainly interesting. Like the ins and outs of, of the cover up are very interesting. And like I said, it's, it's a murder mystery that somebody's covering something up and we have to figure out what it is. And he only has so, so much time to do it. Like 88 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> um, with Al Pacino. Hey, who is this? Um, can't believe it. I got 88 minutes. Um, but I guess, um, I guess what I want to get at is like, did you, did everybody follow it all the way through? Or did you just say at some point, because look, you mentioned about the eye. There's a loophole with the eyeball. He shouldn't have had access anymore. Um, that's the first thing. Uh, second of all, like the precogs can see murder, but they didn't. Before Max von Sydow, spoiler alert, kills Colin Farrell because Colin Farrell figures out that he's up to something. He says something. I don't hear any spiders, so I guess the precogs don't know I'm about to kill you. I thought they could. What? No, you needed three of them together. That's yeah, it. They, they couldn't do. There. He was like the main big thing, right? So he because Agatha Agatha's Probably. not there, you none, you can't make any predictions. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Is that it? Well, well I, mean, uh, I okay. guess they're good, but they're not okay, as good that. as when she's there. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't mean that I missed that. I know that they had to be all three. I just didn't. I didn't get make that connection. Okay, kind yeah, of a loophole. She can probably see some stuff without them, but I don't think they can see anything without her. And okay. She, and because she wasn't, you know, with them that whole time, nobody saw anything. And then, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why she still wouldn't have been saying something to Tom Cruise because she was kind of near Tom Cruise, but because she was kind of warning him ahead of things. But um, I don't know. I, I, I just, so there's that bit. And then eventually Tom Cruise does get incarcerated. Uh, I love Tim Blake Nelson in this movie playing the pipe organ in a prison. Um, I thought that was neat. We just saw him off on Oh Brother, Art Thou. Um, oh, that's where I saw him from. Yes. Um, okay. Um, but he, he, you know, and eventually, you know, it's uh, there's always that moment. Has anybody, you know, it's it's kind of cliche. So Max von Sydow is talking to Tom Cruise's wife and talking about the whole, I mean, we're not going to get the conspiracy of Max von Sydow murdered Agatha's mother at some uh -huh. point and drowned her. Yeah. And, you know, we as the viewer, whenever the murderer who's trying to cover it up and says something like, yes, I'll find out who drowned her. And then the, the, and then Laura says, um, I never said anything about being drowned. That's happened how many times? A thousand? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Phil, if you were going to murder somebody, wouldn't you? And this is all truly hypothetical. Why do you pose the question to the Sicilian in the room? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, look, I'm just, you know. If you were going to make concrete galoshes to someone that may or may not have insulted your family or enterprises, wouldn't you be a little more? Wouldn't you be a little more careful I'd like to think so. about what you? I'd like to right? Think. Doesn't it seem like it's a cheap yeah. way out? Um, it's been used so many times though, but it's a, I never said that. And then, but then if you're in the audience, everybody goes, "I know I did." I went, yeah. "Uh oh, <laughs> uh oh." Um, so it's just a neat moment. Um, I would have loved to see how how his wife eventually gets Tom Cruise out of prison. But we don't know how. She just has a gun on Tom Blake Nelson and uh, he yeah, yeah. does it. Yeah. I well, wish I I'd know. seen more of that. I guess maybe you just have to assume that he reversed everything, you know, like you know, like like mm -hmm. in the uh 
like the elevator version like you know they bring up the body they bring him close you know they take the thing yeah. off his head boom he's all set hey guys in the future if they were never going to let those people out why not Kill just them. cremate them yeah like like easy yeah, sicilian yeah, easy um <laughs> no um easy that, that does whole it thing reminds well, you, me of monsters inc Sure. Right, the door. Especially yep. like the car scene when they were with the cars and he's jumping off the cars and it's. Uh, mm. Yeah. But anyway. mm. except well, we're, we're we're fueling the we're fueling the future yeah. with murder. Um. So um, I just again I think at that point we're at two hours and twenty five minutes at this point, and man, I was I was glad they they wrapped it up quick. Can we agree? They kind of right, wrapped right. it up kind of yeah, quick. Yeah, they, they did. Were, Once they found think, out who it was, it was done super fast. Yep. Yeah, everything else was done slower. So, like, you would assume that that was also going to be the same. <laughs> you know, they yeah. kind of were like, yeah. all right, and here's this, and here's that. Boom. Uh, uh, I think there was, I think it's just, again, did anybody see the need for the, I mean, I know why we went to the sex club or the weird, oh. You know, fantasy club. Yeah, fantasy. Uh, it's like whatever you right. want. Right. Yeah. I mean, but like, it just seemed to me how, that how, was padding. How they sad done... for that poor guy that ha that that has a fantasy of people going. Your idea is phenomenal. I love. Yeah, it. I know. <laughs> You're the man. <laughs> you're, you're the, the best. <laughs> you're the best. That's awful. I feel so yeah. bad. No, you're the best. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wow. Yeah, that was good stuff. That's gonna suck. Um, funny. I don't know. So I think. Um, I don't know. I, I uh, my opinion of it is that um, I mean we're we're I think we're we kind of talked about the major points, but I mean uh, I think it's 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 an interesting movie in the ideas that it brings up, and it makes you question what you would accept from society to live in a safe world. Mm -hmm. But is it worth the price you're going to pay? I think is really what it's kind of getting at, right? Is it is it worth your freedoms? Um, you know, like I said, would I want, you know, and also we found out, by the way, the pre-crime isn't 100% effective. So, well, you know, also, I mean, they basically kidnapped those people and just drugged them and threw them in a bathtub pool thing. Right. Like, I mean, you wouldn't really be able to do that. Like, but, how are you just going to, I mean, did they Melanie, have a choice? Did they say, this is what I want my entire life to be? But, but Melanie, again, let's think of it this way, right? And this is, again, I'll throw this anybody's opinion. The value of not having a, a lot of people murdered versus three. I'm not saying I could make that choice. I'm not saying that's a good choice. Yeah, but what you I have am to saying is it, ra it raises if the you... question: Would you be willing to sacrifice three innocents for the for the lives of many many people that could have been maybe murdered? But okay, yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. Basically, I'm saying, and if you're going to do something shady like that. You'd have to kind of keep it under wraps and kidnap some people and have them in the, I don't know, some building you know somewhere. You couldn't, you couldn't have it all over the news that these people are, you know what I mean? Like, it was like everybody knew who they were. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, like, I mean, to me, you, as soon as they got in there, they, they, not a choice. I mean, she got drugged and stabbed her in her neck with a needle. It didn't look like okay. it was like something right. she wanted. <laughs> like, and you couldn't keep it under wraps because that's part of the reason that they explain that there is a future prediction. I get yep. that, but at the same time, I don't think they would be humanly allowed to do that. No, I know right. that. No, what I'm saying is you couldn't keep it under wraps. Is all I'm saying. That's yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I got I'm I got one better, and then point, and then maybe uh, 
we'll maybe we can. Final judgment. Yeah, we'll go to final judgment, but let's look at it this way, right? Um, we'd be okay with three people doing that to save the lives of many. Um, what if it were three precognitive puppies? No one would go for that. Nobody. Right, that's what I'm saying. If it was animals, nobody would ever put up with it, but it's okay. Nobody would put up with that. And I don't think they should. Okay, all right, let's let's go final judgment. I, I wait, I have two two little things of trivia. What? Um, so one of them was, um, you know that car when they came down from the sky and yep. they were and it and it kind of was like the seats were kind of spinning around and the guys were getting off of them and jumping out. Do you remember that? Yep. yep. They called that uh, they nicknamed that the Pez dispenser. It oh, nice. Like kind of a it does. Um, and the other thing is I thought it was just like odd um, when he went to go talk to that old lady and she just grabs him by the lips and just gives him this big long kiss and you're like yep. shocked that she did that. Well, she's well, so apparently odd. she completely did that on her own. It wasn't nice. in any kind of a script and Tom Cruise was completely shocked. Huh. Nice. Well, yeah. Go with it. Was Aunt, I think she just probably thought he's a handsome guy. I just got to do it. I wonder sure. if I ever going to have the chance to do this again. Nope. <laughs> that was Aunt Meg from Twister, by the way. No, oh, that's oh, right. I know. She's so the cute. lady with the cows. Yeah. yeah, and the golden retriever. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Let's Here we it. go. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right, it's time for Final Judgment, the moment where we talk no more about opinion, but fact on whether this movie holds up today. Um, let's start with uh, Phil. Oh, great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like I tortured all of you. Uh, no. No. Uh, okay. Uh, what One last illusion. I, I just thought of it again. Uh, the Flying Monkeys, we talked about that. Yeah. Yep. You tell me what what this hearkened you to when when they come when they're chasing Cruz and he's got a bunch of the guys so the, the cops are on him and they go crashing through the window and there's a kid playing guitar or something on his bed and, yeah and they they crash onto the kid's bed and and what did that remind you of anything no no what is that the, you the, tell scene, me. the scene from young frankenstein no oh, yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, yeah, Frankenstein. That, you guys, we have to do that movie. Thank no, you, yeah. God. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, then they, the, yeah, right, and the lady flies through the window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, God. I mentioned that. Before I was on the show, I kept asking, uh, before I was on the show, I kept asking Jay, I'm like, you guys got to do Young Frankenstein. That's so funny. We should do that. We can't because it's from the 70s. Oh, yep. yep. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. I'm just joking. We, we just um, did a 2002 movie. So now having listened to all of your opinions, I kind of feel a little embarrassed, but I still no. like this movie. Um, oh no, Phil! It, 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 uh, we no, rag on I everything I we love. <laughs> like we love the movie, and we go, "Hey, how stupid was this moment?" Hey, yeah. I liked the movie Clue, and they tore the hell out of it. So oh, yeah. it's okay. That's a bad movie. And she no, wasn't right. here to defend it. It, it, it was mm -hmm. long. It was long, and 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 I I think I'm a dyed in the wool uh, Spielberg junkie. Mm -hmm. I. I uh, I, I tend to like his sense of humor. I tend to like how he shoots things. Um, yeah, there were there were definitely some elements to it. The the, the, the sound, uh, not the sound effects, but the special effects were pretty hokey. Uh, in in you know hindsight, 20, 20 odd years on, but um, I do like the 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 imagery and the stuff that 
that uh, you were talking about, Chris, with with um, with Philip K. Dick and and the mm-hmm. futuristic aspects of it and and free will and all of that. There's still that element that that maybe maybe more than the film even that 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 mm-hmm. becomes a thought provoking uh, piece sure. for me. So um, in that sense, I still like it. But yeah, if, if it had been an hour shorter, it would have been even better. I don't know. You know I don't know that it would have been. Better, I don't know, an hour too much. I think it just a couple things were padded. That's all. Yeah. Um. So I let me. I'm talking. So I'll say. Yeah. It it holds up. It's good sci-fi. It's not. It's futurism that makes you ask the questions, right? Which is what Philip K. Dick does. Um. I think. Uh. In that regard, um. It's very good. I think people should see it. Um. I think it holds up. Yeah. I, I don't know that. Again, I am not applying for more CG. Um. I, the flying monkeys were. A bit much, but it just man. But that was a choice. This is after Jurassic Park. He could have made it look better. You know what I mean? So I don't. That was a yeah. choice. Whatever. Maybe he's going for something. Just like the light through the windows. I didn't get that, but that was a choice. So he's trying to tell us something. I don't get it, uh, and that doesn't mean it's not important. Um, I'd say it holds up because it does raise those questions about free will and what you're willing to deal with, and is the future necessarily a good thing? It doesn't mean the past is a good thing. Um, but should you just do stuff um, with technology just because you can, like a Frankenstein question, right? Um, so all of that's really important. Um, to that end, uh, I found it interesting, entertaining. Yeah, it, it was um, it, it was a little drawn out. Uh, the stuff that was so Sp- Spielberg can move a camera with the best of them, and I just love the way he moves his goddamn camera. Like he's so good at keeping me in the shot and making me want to see what's going on. The camera is a character in and of itself, uh, and it makes it super interesting. You can see that in War of the Worlds too, which came uh, I love that movie. two years after this. So years, many interesting yeah. friggin' shots, <laughs> yeah. and that movie's flawed, but it's mm-hmm. man, is it interesting to watch? It is. Um, so I would say, um, I'd say it's hold up. I, it holds up. I don't know the next time I'm gonna watch it. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just it's a lot to digest. You know what I mean? 2001, I'll watch all the time because it's so quiet. That you're you're digesting it, you don't even know it. This movie's dense, so you gotta like pay attention if you're looking to get it. And I don't know the next time I'll watch it, but I certainly would recommend it, and I do think it holds up. Not a light date night. No, no, not at all, not a bit. Again, I had to take a break. I had to take a break. I wasn't bored. I just had to take a break. Um. So anyway, Melanie. God. <laughs> no, it's it's Chris, but that's fine. <clears throat> oh, um. Would I watch it again? No. Um, I, um, and then therefore, like, just because I don't, like, I don't know if you can keep young audiences today interested in it. I don't know if if they could get past the beginning of it. And then I I really did get more interesting. And I like, I like the story of it. I like how, you know, like you're talking about the future as if you could do this, would, should you do this? And, and then that things can be, you know, something that they they thought was going to be good can always be tweaked, and it's it's you know, it's just I don't know. I think that part of it's good, but I just think it was um, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> um, they made a, lot, a good amount of money off of it. It was 102 million, and they made um, well budget, and they made 358.4. So they did make a good amount of money off of it. I don't know if just because it was Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise that was in it. Probably. Um. Oh, and then um. Tom Cruise, he did kind of what they did in Twins. 
he um, and Spielberg too. They just wanted to take a piece of it, so they probably made a good amount of money from that mm -hmm. um, instead of getting their normal fee. But um, oh, great! So, we just paid them again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, not like I don't. I just don't think I would recommend it to anybody. I like sci-fi. Sci I just think that it was like the. I'm sure the special effects back then were pretty good. I just thought it was. It just really looked dated. I like the story of it, but I feel like they. I feel like they could make a part two and make it better, pretty much. Right. So I don't. I don't think it really holds up that well. All right, good, cool. That's a no. <laughs> Thank you for being a no. I'm usually the no. That's great. Yes, um, but I'm usually like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, just say it, man. Just no. That's fine. Jason, <laughs> it's tough sometimes to to decide yeah, on, yeah. on the hold up aspect because like yeah, that's um, a tough part. Well, I, I, I because it's it's a balance between liking, you like it, and then like you know whether it holds up or not sometimes gets lost in the shuffle, yeah. for that. Um, and and I get it because I feel the same way a lot. Um, hmm. Like it's always it, it's hard it's hard for me too because um, I. Uh, I mean, I guess it 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 does in some ways of of the fact that, like I I dug it both times. I I dug it then. I dug it now. Um, it does not go down like a, a you know a, an ice cream sundae like you talked about Bill and Ted. It's not a light fare, mm. so it's it's. I mean, you know, like you can't go, hey man, I'm gonna kick back and relax and watch uh, Minority Report, especially that moment where you know he relives the moment where his son gets taken. Wow, yeah, I know. you know, that was so like bad. there's a lot of like darkness and it's hard to hard to you know deal with, but um, it's the the initial question is really really interesting and i'm talking about the initial question of, of the film like what if you could prevent the murders and like you know like yeah what if the future could happen you know like that where do they, they just come and get them um so i think i think the right people will will find that this is interesting it's going to be for the right audience um it's not for it's not going to be for everyone uh i don't think like it's you know what i mean like you mm -hmm. could sit there and say, like, you know, a lot, a lot of other movies that Spielberg would do. Like, E.T. is pretty much for everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, oh, yeah. goes, I think that goes without saying. This, obviously, like, you know, it's a, a, a niche. Uh, so, um, hold, holds up for the uh, target audience. How's that? Sure. I, I feel like it was too Total Recall-ish to me. And it's funny because I was thinking that the whole time I was watching it and didn't even realize that it had any kind of connection with it but it does but i didn't realize that it just kind of felt like total recall it felt like a better total recall and just this the way everything moved and everything was just kind of reminded me of it a lot i think they if they made a part two i'm sure it, i would watch it and i think it'd be a lot better just because it'd be a lot more updated and maybe not the cgi might not look in so crazy and maybe i don't know the storyline might have been a little bit better to kind of follow a little bit easier to follow i'd have to revisit it but i did not like Total Recall when I saw it back in 1990. Yeah. It's straight up comedy. It's 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 dark comedy, All much right. like some people. Same reason people don't get Starship Troopers, like yeah. it's dark comedy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 hidden in there, but it's <laughs> it's there. Come on, we got to get the miles. Let's go get the quattro. Come on. All right, that, that's it. We got we got to wrap this up. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So, uh, well, uh, that's our show, everybody, and I'd like to thank. Um, so, so, help me, help me say it again, man. Like, okay. like, because, uh, like, like we normally called you the other name, and I apologize. I know, I know, I, and I'm throwing you a curveball here. Is it Lapicolo? Uh, so we we've we've uh, we've put a stake in in Phil Marlowe and yep. and uh, Phil Lopiccolo. Lopiccolo. So think, yeah. So think about the instrument, the piccolo, yep. with a low in front of it. All yeah. right, man. It's Little still the same low. guy that was on HJY and all you know, oh, yeah. those radio stations, but you know, just cool. Going yeah. by his real name. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Excellent. <laughs> It's not and, that uh, hard to pronounce. No, and remind hard. people about the show that you do. Like it's uh... D- uh, Discover Rhode Island. We're doing once once a month on Channel Six on ABC Six here in Providence, and uh, and probably in June we'll we'll do two shows a month. One will be about a town, and the other one will be more like a lifestyle driven type show. So awesome. cool. Yeah. Excellent. All right, and. Um, well, I'd like to also thank uh, Steve Lavoie uh, for our uh, vocal imaging and Draco and the Malfoys for our theme music. And um, once again, I'd like to ask everybody to please help us spread the word. So please uh, like and subscribe on YouTube and uh, please also subscribe on all the audio areas. And uh, on behalf of Chris Martineau and Melanie Harrison, I'd like to thank you for checking out the film Crickets. And, um, well, movies may not age like fine wine, but we drink it anyway. Bye. Ooh, cricket, chirp about movies.